Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We worship you, we bless you, we praise you. We magnify you, we glorify you. This is a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a move. God, thank you, thank you. This is a move. My God, my God, my God. This is a move. My God, we need you. 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 My God, thank you for your brand new mercies. My God, we receive your mercy. Father, please forgive this nation for its sins. My God. My God. Thank you. This is a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a move. My God, my God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a move. My God, Lord, we need to see you move. Thank you, 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 thank you. For you, come and do. Why don't you invite him into your house today? Invite him to your job today. Invite him into your conversations today. Invite the Holy Spirit in today. Talk to the Lord about how much you need him. My God. My God. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me parent. Holy Spirit, I need you to help my... Me in ministry. <laughs> Holy Spirit, I need you on my job today. Holy Spirit, I need you in my conversations today. My God. Holy Spirit, I need you. 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 God, we need you to move. Lord, move in my health. My God. Lord, move in my finances. Lord God. Lord, move in my children. Lord God. Move in my city. Lord God. My God, let revival break out. Revival break out. My God. My God, I need a revival in my home. My God. My God, I need a revival on my job. Some of y'all been wrestling with stuff at work for so long. And all you need to do is start declaring by revival to break out. All you need to do is bring the spirit of the Lord. Stop dealing with them, them fleshly people in your flesh. You can't afford to in this season. You've been struggling and fighting these same battles at work over and over again. And you need to move. You need to see the hand of God. You need to invite the Lord in. My God. Stop taking your flesh to work with you. Stop taking your... Stop responding in the flesh at work. You're going to work responding. My God, just like they act. <laughs> you responded just like they act. They act a certain way and you respond and look and act just like they act. You're not living by the Spirit. You're letting your flesh lead your decisions. As a matter of fact, 
Some of, some of y'all almost quit yesterday, moving out of sync, moving out of time, not standing on the promises of God, not remembering that the Lord would avenge you, not remembering that the Lord would go for you. That's the same way and you're just mad at work, letting them destroy and steal your day, steal your moment. Absolutely not. Never again. Never Again, you move by the spirit. You move by the spirit. You let go of all that mess. That's the enemy wants you like that at work. See, when you act like them, you can't walk in authority. Come on now. When you act like them, you can't walk in your authority. You cannot. When you when you move like them, you can't walk in your authority. When you when you present yourself, see. You can I can I be real with you? You've been trying to separate who you are in Christ Jesus from your job. Cause that ain't typical behavior in the workplace. So you've been trying to say you've been trying to leave your little save self. You've been trying to say keep your little save antics. You've been I'm not gonna bring that in the workplace because you're afraid to offend somebody. My God. But they offend your God daily. My God. They offend your they offend your God. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, whatever sin he hates, you supposed to hate. My God. They offend your God. They offend your God daily. They not worried about offending your God. They not worried about offending you. And you have constantly been in a state of trying to to, you've been neglecting the situation. You've been not dealing with the situation by the Spirit. My God. My God. But this is a move. The Lord has been trying to move upon you so that you can move at work. My God. The Lord has been trying to move on you so you can move at home. My God. The Lord is trying to get you to be the conduit. You to be the one to act different. You to be the one to draw them to Christ. The Lord is looking for you to move. And you've been taking all that look. You've been at work acting like the messy folks. Woo! You've been at work acting like the messy folks. You've been at work doing like the messy folks. Not standing up in the spirit. Not walking bold in who God calls you to be. This is the move. This is the move. This is the move. Can I share something with you? I worked in a, I taught at the university, eight-year tenor, at the eight-year tenure at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. And when I first began to move in there and move into my office, baby, I took my oil with me. They, they don't, if they watch it, they'll know it now. I took my oil with me. I came into my office. I sanctified my office. I saturated my office in his presence. My God, I took my oil with me. I would anoint every door, anoint every office door. I would speak by the spirit. I stayed in my office. I minded my own business. I set my affection on three things above. I when I didn't have every year we would come to campus to our faculty and staff and people would say are you a new, are you a new person? Like, are you a new person? No, I'm not a new person. I just stay in my office, minding my own business, on my assignment, focus on what God told me. Not there to be your, can I just be real? Not there to be your best friend. <laughs> not there to be your best friend. Not there, not to, there to be your best friend. Not there to be all that other stuff. No, nope, not there to do that. 
Not there to get caught up in there. God had me on assignment for those eight years and I stood in my assignment and nothing less. And when my assignment was up, I moved my little self right on away from my assignment. I moved my little self my right on away from my assignment. I ain't stay. I, I, I couldn't stay this time. I had stayed before. I couldn't stay this time or I knew the enemy was going to present a circumstance or a situation for me. So you cannot afford... You cannot afford to be in this season, in this place where you at work acting like they act. You can't be at work. Can I tell you something else? Can I make it even a little bit more personal? And then we're going to get it work. You can't afford to be at home acting like they act. You can't be compromised in this season. You, you can't be... You can't be compromised in this. You can't be compromised in this season. Y'all need to hear, hear, take a breath, hear about the spirit. You cannot afford to be compromised in this season. You cannot. It says the prayers of the righteous avail as much. It says the prayers of the righteous avail as much. So the righteous act a certain way. Holy Spirit, come. The righteous act, the righteous act a certain way. The righteous look a certain way. The righteous talk a certain way. The righteous speak a certain way. The righteous do a certain thing. See, when you're righteous, I'm, I'm going to say it again. We talked about it yesterday. The Holy Spirit brought it back to our attention. See, see when you're righteous, when you're righteous, you understand that the word says, recompense, this Romans, recompense, no evil for evil. <laughs> no evil for evil. For vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Your, your, your office, your realm, your domain, that should be a holy place. When someone comes across your threshold or comes encounter with you, they should be coming encounter with Christ Jesus. That is why the enemy has wanted you so upset. That is why the enemy's many enemy has wanted you so he wants you to act just like them because he knows when you act like them, you lose your effectiveness. Can I tell you something? That goes for your house too. See, you, you've had an agitator in your house. Come on, Holy Spirit. You forgot we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You got an agitator in your house. You got something in your house that's been provoking you. It just keeps provoking you. It just keeps. Look like it'll get dead for a second. Look like it'll go away for a second. Look like we don't see it no more for a second. And then as soon as you relax, as soon as you chill out, as soon as you're not walking in your heavenly authority, it comes right back up. It bubbles right back up. It's right there, right again. It's right, it's because you it's it, the assignment. The assignment is to keep you out of purpose. The assignment is to keep you from walking in the fullness of who God says you are in Christ Jesus. The assignment. See, and the reason that is so close to you, I'm speaking by the Spirit today. I don't know who this is for. The reason that is so close. The the reason that is so close. The assignment. The person. The person that the entity is using is somebody is so close to you it's pulling on your heartstrings because it knows if it pulls on your heartstrings then it'll knock you off balance it's gonna knock you off if i pull you pull on your heart if i pull if i hit you where it hurts if i knock you out of balance then i know i the, i'm gonna tell you this again the devil knows what you're weak for the devil knows what you're weak for and he will bait you and set the trap every 
time. The principality has been studying you. The principality knows your moves. The principality knows your emotional responses. The principality has studied you. He is tracking and tracing you in the spirit realm. He watches when you relax. He watches when you won't get up and get in your spiritual authority. He watches when you won't plead the blood of Jesus over that day. He watches when you're too emotional and you're walking in your flesh. He watches when you abandon your post. He watches you when you think prayers are not working. He watches you sit back and write. He is that intentional because he is trying to ruin you. I'm just... I'm just, I'm just, he is trying, he, he is trying to ruin you. That's why he starts at your job so early. That's why he starts in your, see, you got to understand, you got to understand he hates you. The, the devil hates Jesus. So he hates you. So he always is going to pick at you to the things that you close to. He's always going pick to pick at you with the things that you spend most of your time with. My God, come on now. He's coming for your family relationships. Come on now. He's coming from your for your peace at work. Can I show you the strategy of the enemy this morning? Now I understand why he interrupted my live this morning. Now I understand why he disrupted my live this morning. He knew the Lord was about to free us. He knew the Lord was about to, about to deliver us. Can I show you? Can I show you how to track him in the spirit? He ruins your day at work so you can be messed up at home. Come on now. He ruins your day at work so that you can be messed up at home. He wants you to be all killed at home so that by the time you got to get by the time at work, so by the time you get to home, you take that spirit, that assignment right into the house with you. Let me show you the cycle again. He starts at home. Some breakdown, some mess up, some phone call, some text, some crazy. He starts at home. And then he takes authority, he starts it at home, so that when you leave the house, you're going to take that right to you at work. And it's a never-ending cycle. He desires to sift you at week. He starts with your best girlfriend. He starts. It's a never-ending cycle. It's a never-ending cycle. And the only reason he knows, and the only reason it becomes a never-ending cycle is because, because you have yet to recognize it's a principality. You have yet to understand your prayers and your righteousness. When you know who you are, you are not moved. When you know who you are, you will not move. The only reason you are moving now is because you don't know who you are and you still think you got to resolve your own problems. And you still think you got to handle this. You still think you got to have something to say. And you still think, I'm not, they not getting over, they not getting over me. Baby, silence is deadly. They not good. They not getting over. They not getting over me. I'm I'm not letting them get over me today. They ain't getting over. My husband ain't finna get over me. My kids ain't finna get over me. My job ain't. I ain't. I ain't. They ain't getting over me today. Baby, silence. But silence is go quiet. Go the Lord. If you hold your peace and allow the Lord to fight your battle, if you'll just learn how, I'm gonna tell you how I said it before. Don't just say another mumbling word. <laughs> Don't just say another. If you will saturate yourself, my God. If you'll just begin to worship. If you'll just begin to worship. If you'll just begin to praise. If you'll just begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Everything has to bow to the name of Jesus. So can I tell you something? Um, 
If you, didn't, we, we, if you don't know this, last night I taught at Cullen Missionary Baptist Church and I broke into this teaching on Hannah. So if you didn't see it, it's on the Facebook page. Go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. Go back and watch it because it kind of flows into to what's today. The enemy knows there are things that will hinder your prayers. That's it. I'm just being real. The enemy knows there are things that will hinder your prayers prayers. He knows for a fact. Remember, we've been learning James 4 and 7. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee, right? There were some other pieces to that. The enemy knows what will hinder. He, so the prayers of the righteous, just put that scripture up there, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. They avail. They hit the target. They move. The, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. Well, when I step outside my righteousness, come on, y'all. Come on now. We're going to take ownership over this today. We're going to stand up in our authority. When I stay out, when I walk up out, when I come up out my righteousness, when I come up out of my righteousness, then I give way and place to the devil. <laughs> my God, when I come up out of my righteousness, when I do not stand in my righteousness, when I do not trust God to be God, then I'm operating according to the flesh and not the spirit. And what have we learned so far, baby? When we operate according to the flesh, what have we learned? When we are, what comes with the flesh? Death comes with the flesh. You will, can I say the Holy Spirit? You will end a season in your life that is not even supposed to be ended because you are walking by the flesh. You have spent way too much time responding to your agitator. You have spent way too much time responding to the hater. You have spent way too much time responding to the devil. You, you have forgot about your righteousness in Christ Jesus. You're getting up, baby, and you're half undressed. Come on, Holy Spirit. You're getting up and you're half undressed. You're not putting on the breastplate of righteousness. You're not putting on the helmet of salvation. You don't have your feet shod with the gospel of peace. So you can't wield your sword. You can't wield your sword. My God, you're walking around half undressed. Can I tell you what real spiritual warfare is? Putting on your armor. Walking with your armor. Understanding your armor, understanding that the shield deflects, my God, when you know the truth, baby, when you know the truth, you ain't got to say another mumbling word. <laughs> you think I don't know people don't talk about me? You think I don't know people be in my face talking about me? I have made up in, in my mind. I don't care. I know people resist me. I know people don't receive me. I have made up in my mind. I do not care. I am on assignment. I am on an assignment. I am on an assignment. I don't have time to spend time on who don't like me, who don't believe in my ministry, who think a woman shouldn't be preaching. I don't have time. I feel when I walk in the room and people don't like me. My discernment too high to pick up around me. Absolutely. 
I don't spend, I don't have no two words, two inches. It does not matter. I'm on an assignment. I got something to do. You think I'm you think I'm upset when I have to make decisions in my household and my kids don't like the decisions you make? I'm on assignment in this household. I got an assignment to their lives. I got an assignment. You think I'm upset when the people I walk close to don't like what I'm saying? I'm on an assignment. I don't have time. I'm on an assignment from the one who created me. Let me give you this. James 4 and 7. He said, things to avoid. The prayers of the righteous avail as much. We're trying to get to the place in the position where our prayers avail. I don't have time to sit around and wonder whether or not Judah and Josiah like me. I'm not here so they can like me. I'm here so that we can be in love and walk, walk in corporate fellowship. So there's some decisions I make in this house sometimes that grieve them. There's some decisions in this house that make I make sometimes that upset them. Well, this is a holy house. This a holy house. This a set apart house. I'm not compromising what God told me for my house so that they feel comfortable. So that they, I don't, I don't, I'm, no, I'm not. Somebody asked Judas something the other day. They said, you ain't never seen that movie? He said, I ain't never seen that movie. It goes against our beliefs. Absolutely right. This a holy house. The Lord told me to protect what's in your eye gate. The Lord told me to protect what's in your inner, what goes in your ear gate. This a holy house. This a set apart house. And I'm going to do exactly what the Lord said. I'm not going to compromise myself because at the moment that I compromise myself, my prayer is not going to avail. Come on, Holy Spirit. My, my prayers, my prayers are not, my prayers are not going, I'm hindering my prayers. I'm hindering my prayers. I'm hindering the process. Every time I compromise myself, I leave a gate, a door open to the enemy. Come on now. This a holy house. This a sanctified house. This a set apart house. This a house full of purpose. As he said it best, as for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we gonna serve. We gonna serve the Lord. I cannot fight what I sign off on. I cannot fight what I sign off, and that's been the tactic. That's the assignment of them. Let me go back over here. We back in James four and seven. I gotta show you this morning. I got just a few more minutes. I need you to understand how important it is for you not to give way to the devil. He is looking for every place you compromise yourself. It's not that it's not going to happen. Compromise just makes the fight harder. Come on, Holy Spirit. Woo! James 4. Let's back it up. First verse. What leads to the underending quarrels and conflicts among you? Do they not come from your desires that wage war in your bodily members fighting for control over you? Your flesh and spirit fight. You are jealous and covet what others have and your lust goes unfulfilled so you murder you are envious and cannot obtain the object of your envy so you fight in battle you do not have because you do not ask of God Woo! you do not have because you do not ask of God you are still trying to resolve the issues in your house in your flesh you are still trying to resolve the issues in your relationships in your flesh you are still trying to resolve the issues in this country in your flesh you still putting your mouth even though even though the word of God tells you do not put your mouth on people in authority you still Putting your mouth on people in authority. Why? Because you are still trying to resolve your issues in the flesh. You still trying to do this in your flesh. You still 
talking about your baby daddy. You still talking about your ex-husband. You still talking about what your mama them did. You why? Because you are still trying to resolve your issues. You still too concerned with this world and not enough concerned with God. I lived this. I'm, it's, can I tell you something? It'll have you in a cycle again and again with the same emotional responses. My God, it, there are still things that I have to work out and pull myself out of my flesh. I had to catch myself yesterday because somebody stepped, somebody was doing something to somebody I love. I had to catch myself and say, Lakeisha, Pray for the person. Do not respond to this situation in your flesh. I still, I said, because why? The enemy likes to pull on your foot. It says, so you fight a battle. You do not have because you do not ask it of God. You do not, you're not asking it of God. You're not trusting with it of God. It says, <laughs> you ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask it with wrong motives, out of selfishness or with an unrighteous agenda so that when you get what you want you may spend it on your hedonistic desires you only want this because this is about you selfishness hinders prayers you're only praying this because this was about you <laughs> this was about you that's why you prayed that that's why you said you only saying these things to god because this is about you i don't care how righteous your prayers sound god knows if your heart ain't right god knows if you're not praying right god knows if you're praying with selfish motives it says you adulterers disloyal sinners flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Go over to Ecclesiastes 5. He says, it's better for you not to even make a word, make a vow, make a temple, say anything to God if you're not going to keep it. My Lord, I promise I'm going to let you handle this situation. Lord, I promise I'm giving you my marriage. Lord, I promise you I'm giving you my children. But back right in the same place, in the same position, at the same time, handling the stuff yourself. Handling your stuff, your praying pray with wrong motives. It's a you adulterous, disloyal sinners flirting with the world and breaking your vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend, acting like the world, talking like the world, responding like the world? My God, Father, cleanse us today. Doing what the world does, saying what the world says. My God. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, help us, Holy Spirit. And we're not casting stones this morning because the scripture is real clear. He who is without sin cast the first stone. We are not. This is a work. Our work. Can I tell you something? If you've achieved it all, you ain't got no need for Jesus. I'm just going to be real. If you think you've achieved it all, you got, I need Jesus every day. I have not achieved this all. I fight to die daily, but I'm going to, and sometimes I miss it. So you still need Jesus. This is not for you to cast on. This is about your own personal walk with God. This is not you looking outward at what everybody else hasn't achieved. This is about you looking inward at what, what I need to do. What do I need to fix? How do I become more righteous? How do I walk into the fullness of what you call me to be? He says, you adulterous, disloyal sinners, flirting with the world, breaking your vow to God. You do not know that being the world's friend, 
that is loving the things of the world is being God's enemy. So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says to no purpose, come on, that the human spirit which he had made to dwell in us lusts with envy. But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for salvation. My God, our grace and our gratitude for salvation. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty. Can we pause right there? Can I help you with something this morning? When you handle situations by your flesh, I promise you, it's a little bit of pride and it's a little bit of haughtiness in there. I'm just being real. When you, ha when you handle things according to your flesh, when you move on your own, when you don't consider God, when you don't consult God, when you get up in the morning and you're half-dressed, you're half-dressed. When you have, when you half-dressed, when you get up in the morning and you're half-dressed, you don't put on all your armor. When you justify your worry, well, these are my children. <laughs> this is my husband. When you justify your worry. When you justify why you worry, when you just, well, Lord, this is my job. This is how I pay my bills. When you justify your worry, you're getting up in your half dress. He says, he says, but he gives you more and more grace. He gives you power. God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but he continually gives the gift of grace to the humble. Those who turn away from self-righteousness. Those who turn away from justifying why they act like this. Those who turn away. He says, I'm going to give more grace to those who turn to me instead of turning to themselves. That's what he's saying. Those who turn to me instead of turning to themselves. So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him. And he going to flee from you. Come close to God with a contrite heart. Psalms 51, a broken and contrite heart. And he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts. And you double-minded people. You double-minded people. So we can't afford to be in a position where we have used the armor or are double-minded and walking in ways of the flesh. You need to say this to yourself. Every time I pull my flesh into this, every time I make a decision to handle anything on my own, the flesh leads to death. <laughs> the flesh leads to death. The way that you fight the devil is... Uh, spiritual warfare is real. Spiritual warfare is real. Spiritual warfare is real. But the highest, the way that you resist the devil, this is what the scriptures say. The way that you cause the devil to flee it, and how you battle against him is by putting on the armor of God, walking in your armor. Back up. Ephesians 6 and 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, against rulers, against powers, against this world. So stop saying, everybody against me. Everybody against me. 
It's not everybody that against you. It's not. It's a principality. A principality. And what the assignment is, is so that you won't walk in your righteousness. The assignment is so you won't receive the fullness of who you are in Christ Jesus. He wants you to act real regular. He wants you to respond real regular. He don't want you to put your trust, truth, and hope in the word. He doesn't want you to understand because he knows the prayers of the righteous avail much. He knows that if you ever grasp concept of your righteousness and really understand who you are in Christ Jesus, that heaven is going to move for you. He knows that when you pray prayers that are unselfish, that heaven is going to move for you. He knows when you pray prayers that have, can I tell you something? He knows let me give you this. He knows when you walk in a spirit of forgiveness, in a continual state of forgiveness, heaven will move for you. That is why he always wants you in a place of unforgiveness. Okay, I can't read that yet. So, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against the world forces of darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. He cannot have victory over us if we are in a submitted state of God. The only thing we need to do daily is put on the full armor of God to be fully protected from evil and resisted. There is nothing more frightening to Satan than a believer who is fully armed. Oh, than a believer who is fully, there is nothing, hear me on this, nothing more frightening to Satan than a believer who is fully armed a believer who trusts in the armor more than he trusts in himself so when you put on your helmet of salvation that protects your mind when you put on the best plate of righteousness that protects your heart my god second Corinthians, i'm saved i'm sanctified i'm filled it starts with your helmet of salvation to protect your mind that's why the scripture says renew your mind do not be conformed to the things of this world renew your mind because that's going to protect you from losing your mind come on holy spirit then i'm going to put on my breastplate of righteousness because this going to protect my heart my righteousness is what protects my heart <laughs> second corinthians 5 and 21 for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God we might become the righteousness of God so let me read this to you it says <laughs> let me back up a little bit it says um you masters do the same showing goodwill towards them he gets in there in conclusion be strong in the Lord draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him and the power of his boundless might. See, God is boundless. God is boundless. God is supreme ruler over. God ain't got no boundaries. God ain't got no exhaust. God ain't got no run out. Oh, come on, y'all. God ain't got no boundaries. God ain't got no, God ain't going to tire out. As a matter of fact, the word says he never sleeps nor slumbers. So if, if he don't ever, I watched the man of God say this the other day. If he don't sleep or slumber, I'm going to bed. If he don't sleep or slumber, 
I'm going to bed because he's up and he's going to handle the situation. I'm not waiting on nobody to come home. I'm not waiting to make sure nobody's tucked in. I'm not. No, he has no boundaries. He can go all over this earth. I told y'all he can tear the White House up. He can do all of it. We ain't submitted the White House to him yet. We keep trusting politics in a hand of men and women instead of submitting our country. Can I tell you something significant? Can I tell you? Can I tell you something significant? You know where this came from? Because Israel wouldn't trust God to be God. So they kept begging for a king. They kept being, begging for a ruler. They didn't think God was enough to rule. They wouldn't trust the judges that oh, I want a king. Oh, I want a president. No, I need you more than I need a president. Come on now. I need you more than I need a I'm not trusting nobody in this season but you. I'm not putting my trust because the word of God tells me you boundless. They still got boundaries. They still run out. They can die. My God, come on with this. It says, put on the full armor of God for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavenly armor. Every time you put on the full armor of God, his precepts. We don't put too much trust in men. We don't put too much trust in men. His precepts are going to guard you. His thought process, his ways are not your ways. As a matter of fact, the word of God says his ways are higher than your ways. His ways are higher than your ways. So his ways, so if I don't understand my righteousness, I'm not going to understand his high ways. Come on now. It says put on the full armor of God for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armored soldier. Every time I put on the armor of God, I'm heavily armored. I have all the protection I need. He says, stand up against all the schemes so that you may be able to stand up all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Go back to Romans 12 and 2. Be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. He said, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of weakness and heavenly places. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God. Somebody say, I'm putting on my complete armor today. I will not walk out this house without being my fully armored. Put on the, I'm putting on my complete armor today. So put on the full armor of God. My God, put on your helmet of salvation. Put on your breastplate of righteousness. Let your feet be shod in the gospel of peace. Let your body be, let your, your, your center be girded with truth. Come on now. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that you may successfully resist and stand your ground. This is why you've been losing ground. This is why it feels like you're going to faint because you've not been standing your ground in the word of God. Come on, Holy Spirit. Stand your ground in the evil day of danger, having done everything. My God, stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. Stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened, tightened, tight the belt of truth. Tight what your personal integrity says. Tight what your moral courage says. When the belt of truth is tight, I don't compromise myself. My God, having around your way, tight, tighten it up. Put your righteousness on so it guards your heart. It leads you into all truth so that the Holy Spirit can do exactly what it says it was going to do. Then put on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness that's produced by the good news. When I'm firm in my feet, I'm not moved by the devil. 
When I'm firm in my feet, I'm not moved out of the, I'm not, I don't care what you say. I don't care how lawless this country looks. I know if my people, his people who are humped, well, humble themselves, call out his name. My God, he'll heal the land. I don't care what prophets, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how they tear up the White House. I'm not moved. I don't care about my, any of that because I'm going to humble myself before God. Because he said to me in my word, if my people call by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, I will heal the land. So I'm going to plant my feet in that instead of planting my feet in the White House. Come on now. Above all. Lift up the shield of faith, which can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. My faith in him extinguishes anything. As a matter of fact, Isaiah said it like this. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's how it was said in Isaiah. When I have the shield of faith, when I trust that he'll protect me, when I trust that he'll provide, when I won't compromise myself, when I keep myself in truth, that, that's what the shield says. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's what faith says. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what I see. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. My God, my good, my God. That's what, it, and so every time the evil one shoots his best shot, the shield of faith says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. As a matter of fact, in Psalms 91, it said a thousand may fall, 10,000 may fall. It said, I'll see what they do, but it won't touch me. It said, I'll see what they do, but it won't touch me. It said, I'll see what they say, but it won't touch me. It said, even when you go to work and they're trying to attack you, it can't touch you, baby. It can't come near your dwelling. Why? Because you dwell in the secret place of the most high. He said, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Instead of wielding and yielding your mouth, my God, wield the word, wield the word. Tell the devil, not today, devil. Get up in your house. Tell the devil, not today, devil. Tell the devil, not today. Stand up in your finances and truth. You a tither. You got seed in the ground. Why do you keep letting the devourer eat your stuff? Stand up in your finances today. Not the devil. I got seed in the ground. I'm looking for my harvest. I'm tithing. That makes the rest of my money holy. I'm not going to keep letting my tires run out. I'm not going to keep letting stuff happen in my house. No, you need to wield the word. You need to wield W. You need to, the word needs to be what you wield. Nothing else. You got a covenant right. Not today, devil. Stand up in your truth. Not today. It says, and with all prayer and petition, pray. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. I'm, I'm out of here. And with all prayer and petition, pray. I said I was going to teach so kind today. I said I was going to teach just like this. I'm not going to get up out of this voice. I'm going to stay right here in this voice. So these vocals come. With all, y'all done pulled me into a whole nother direction. With all prayer and petition, Pray with specific requests at all times on every occasion and in every season. Pray without ceasing, baby. You've been praying but ceasing. You've been praying and ceasing. And as soon as your agitator gets in your face, 
You cease praying. No, when you're agitated, get in your face. That's when you need to pray more. You need to pray. That's when you need. I if you didn't see the video last night, go watch. Pray feverishly. <laughs> pray persistently. And pray till something happens. Pray without ceasing. Be persistent. Be Pray. No, it says without prayer and petition. Pray with specific prayer requests. And can I tell you something? When you get what you've been asking God for, this ain't your time to stop praying. This ain't your... Because the enemy coming back in to see if you trust God with it. Go back over to Hannah. I, I promise you, he's coming back to see if you're going to honor your word. He said, and within this view, stay alert. Stay, stay alert. <laughs> stay alert. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. Stay alert with all perseverance and petition and seating in prayer for all God's people. Stay alert. And then I'm going to end with this. I'm going to say how Paul said it. And will you pray for me? <laughs> that words may be given to me when I open my mouth to proclaim boldly the mystery of the good news of salvation. For which I, Lakeisha, am an ambassador in chains. And pray that in proclaiming it, I may speak boldly and courageously as I should. <laughs> will you pray that for me? <laughs> will you pray Will you pray that part for me? That words may be given to me? <laughs> so I may speak boldly as I should. In Jesus' name, amen. That. That's it. Two things. Two things. Two things. One. One. <laughs> Consider partnering with his ministry. If God places it on your heart to become a partner with this ministry, to sow, to give, to tithe, offer, go over to the website. Go over to the website. Go over to the website to give. I'm not going to tell you what ways to go over to the website. Click, click, click. If you're in a local church, give to your local church. But go, That's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But go over to the website. Go over to the website. Go over to the website and give. Give as God has instructed you to give. LakeishaMJohnson.com, cash app, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. Next thing, if you've not accepted Jesus, <laughs> if you've not accepted Jesus, if you've not accepted Jesus as, Jesus, Jesus as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is your defining hour. This is your minute. I need you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, hey, don't be worried about your tattoos. I got them everywhere. Don't be worried about the sins you had. I, man, I could tell you a story. I think I sinned with some of the best. I'm like, Paul, I think I was the worst of them. <laughs> I think I was the worst of them. Don't let the enemy lie to you about you too filthy to come to God. No, I need you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus. <laughs> Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, dear Jesus, I need you to come into my life. I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm in need of a savior. So I'm asking you to come into my heart and take over my life. And Holy Spirit, I'm going to need your help. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer of salvation, the scripture tells us in Romans, he's not going to cast you out. So do me a favor, send me an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, so I can send you a Bible and some materials. I love y'all. I love you so much. I love you so, so much more than anything. God loves you. I promise. I promise God loves you. I'll see you back here in the morning. Yes, sir. I'll see you back here in the morning. I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. My God, I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. 
I love you. I bless you. I praise you. Let me speak the let me speak the priestly blessing over you. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word today. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you for your transforming power. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he find his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I'm signing off now. I'll see y'all in the morning. My God, we got double duty tomorrow in the morning and then 12 noon in our special group. In the morning, 12 noon in our special group. Y'all go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you, right? Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.